0: Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert.
1: Thank you for joining us again on Shock Your Potential. And this month, all month long, we are talking about how do we lead with love and really see it as a competitive advantage, no matter what you do. And my guest today is a this, he's a second time guest with the podcast with us. Absolutely. And he has such a unique perspective on love in a different way. So I can't wait to share his message again. So our guest is Dr. John DeGarmo, and he's a leading international foster care expert, consultant, TEDx speaker. He's the director director of the Foster Care Institute and he acts as a consultant to foster care agencies as well as expert witness to legal agencies across the US and the globe. So he knows what the importance of not only great foster care is, but the importance of taking care of and protecting our children. He and his wife are currently foster parents to three siblings, bringing their household to nine children. Last time I talked to him, I think the number was something like 15. I don't know, it goes up and down, but he's been a foster parent to over 60 children over the years. So he lives it, breathes it and walks the talk. Now. Just on a fun note, and I know we hit this last time and I love talking about this. He uh, also spent some time in his youth doing some rather unusual things like singing and dancing, (laughs) touring around the world with the international super group Up With People. He served as a DJ in four different radio stations and in two different continents. And he worked in the professional wrestling industry, which I love that story. when you talked about it, he's also taught English and drama at high school and college level. Um, I don't think he has enough things to do truly in his time. But he's also the author of several books. His most recent recent one is called The Little Book of Foster Care Wisdom, 365 Days of Inspiration and Encouragement for Foster Care Families, which it's it's uh, they probably need all the love and support they can get. He's also written Faith and Foster Care and A Different Home, A New Foster Child Story. So he has been featured all over the place in many different media outlets, and it is absolutely my pleasure to have him back again. So John, thank you so much for joining us again.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I know that when we first spoke, um, I just was really inspired by, you know, not only everything you do, but just your passion for this. And I was, I was telling you right before um, we came on, we started taping, I started watching your TED Talk and it was 18 minutes long and I only got 10 minutes in and I got to the one point where I'm like, oh, I need to know the end of the story. So I don't want you to tell me because I'm going to watch the whole thing. But <laughs> it's really compelling and and the stories that you tell about, about your experience as a foster uh, parent in that in your story is is empowering but i think it really goes to the heart of how much you really believe that we can all care and care more and by loving even though sometimes it may hurt if you care for someone for a while and you have to give them back that it's still love that is, is such a gift. So I can't wait to dive into that a little bit, but tell us in your own words, a little bit about what you do every day, you know, your business and how you help people to shock their potential, um, especially within the, the total realm of foster families and foster care.
0: Well, thanks for asking. So, um, well, in, in general, you ask what I do throughout my day. Gosh, it's just different every day, as, as you can probably do, probably just like you. You know, I, I, I'm really focused, I'm driven every day to make the foster care system better for all involved, better for the children, better for the foster parents, better for the biological parents, of these children, better for society as a whole, whether I'm working with legislators for foster care reform, which I did earlier this summer uh, in Washington, D.C. with a a good friend of mine, celebrity actress Jen Lilly, or whether it's working as a legal expert, um, or writing books, training foster parents, working with agencies, just really want to make the system better for everybody. Because you know the truth is there's there's uh, children in every single community where we live, maybe even our, within our own families and homes that are that are in crisis right now, that are suffering right now, that are in need right now, and they need someone to love them, need someone to love them unconditionally.
1: Absolutely, and we were talking also before we started taping, and we all know that you know COVID has affected everyone in the world in in different ways. But we also do know that, and the, the statistics are really alarming that there are significant increases in child abuse of various various everything from physical to sexual to emotional. Um, you know, we know that there are uh, there's a, a high Um, increase in suicides, especially among youth, you know, who are feeling so incredibly isolated. And so the news is, you know, horrible in that way, but there's got to be still ways that we can help um, make sure that we're watching for things or helping support our communities so that we can help maybe reduce some of this impact that's hitting the, our vulnerable youth, uh, children and teens, you know, any, any thoughts on how we, how any of us can make a difference?
0: To, to begin with, turn off the device yeah. and give your attention to the child. Yeah. Turn off your device and give the attention to that teenager in your house or that somebody that's related to you. Uh, to put the phone down, to turn the computer off, turn the TV off and spend quality time one-on-one looking them in the face-to-face, having a conversation with them. Uh, because these kids are spending, as they're quarantined, as they're isolated, as they're whatever it might be, you know, as they're spending more and more time online and we all know about Facebook depression. It's a very, mm-hmm. very real thing. It's also COVID depression. It's yeah. very real as well. You know, right now we're seeing an increase in, in teenage suicide, as you just said. Since COVID-19, one out of every four, one out of every four teenagers has considered suicide. That should be very alarming. Yeah, uh, That means it's teenagers that we know. Yeah, so we've absolutely. Been, we, right, we, and, and they're crying out because they're they're, not getting what they need and that's someone to love them someone to sit down and and give them value and tell them how much they matter and interact with them Um, that's what they need more than anything
1: yeah yeah it's that it's that definite difference of really truly paying attention as you were talking I was thinking you know I shared with you that right now um, I'm in Florida and so you know on the weekends we can go sit sit on the beach, which is lovely. Enjoy it very much. But what's interesting to me, and there's a lot of families. And so I'm looking at all these families on the beach and they're all still on their phones. That's like, unbelievable. There'll be six people sitting there and they'll all be on their phones. And I'm like, first of all, why aren't you looking at the ocean? There's, Hey, there goes some dolphins, <laughs> but here you are together. You have an opportunity to be playing, and I. It was kind of it was bothering me one day, and then I walked. You know, we take walks along the beach, and um, and there was this mother, and we saw her a couple different days, and mother with her little girl, which I'm going to assume maybe is like four or five. And I'll tell you, that mother was building sandcastles with her. They were running and jumping and, you know, in the waves. And just for hours, it was just this mother and this little girl. And it was so, it was, it like gave me hope. So with a family with six people on their phones, I'm like, but with her, this little girl was like, Hey mom, I want to bury your feet. She's like, okay, bury my feet. You know, Hey mom, can I jump up on that pier and see if I can walk on there? Sure. Let's do it. And that kind of an opportunity you know, we need it all the time, but now it's so precious.
0: And that is so healthy for the child. That is so healthy for the child. And that child's going to remember those moments. Yes. The child's not going to remember about what they just saw on the, on the phone. Yeah. They're going to remember the moments they spent with mom. You know, my wife and I are very, very busy with all these kids in the house, but we really strive very hard to carve out time with our children. That, that looks like, you know, on Sunday, it's game day, Tuesdays, oh. no tech Tuesday, no technology on Tuesday in the house. Uh, is it difficult sometimes sure i got a job but no but my kids are first foremost you know we go for walks with the kids we sit down and read stories with the kids uh you know we'll we'll, we'll try to watch a movie the kids at uh, once a week with a uh, popcorn you know right now we're having uh s'mores uh, by our fire pit uh once nice. a week right now those are the memories that are going to last those kids and at the same time you're also building communication skills with the children mm-hmm. you're building um independence with the children. You're yeah. building um, so much with that kids, and you're helping to better their um, their uh, mental health.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I just spent ten days with my grandchildren, and um, I I really tried to. So my grandson's in school, and he's physically in school, which is great. It's really good because right. uh, he's there. They let the families have a choice, the and there's only like, yeah, there's only like thirteen kids. And so he's getting all this one-on-one attention and he's, he has some developmental delays. So it's really excelling what he's doing, but he's having so much fun. And so as I'm hanging out with the four-year-old, my granddaughter, um, you know, and I was putting on Sesame street and different things, you know, if I'm doing stuff and all of a sudden I'd hear her go dance time, grandma. So I'd run around the corner and whatever we were doing, I'd just stop and dance. And then I'd go back to, you know, cooking or whatever cleaning I was doing. And 10 minutes later, dance time, grandma. And I had, I got a lot of steps in, <laughs> but I had such a ball. And I, I yeah. remember thinking, you know, when I was a parent myself, I never, I probably wouldn't have stopped to do that because I always thought I was so busy. I have so right. many things to do. I can't stop and dance. But the great thing about being a grandma is you're like, that's what I came to do was have dance time. Right. And it's such a great perspective. I really, I wish I would have done it more with my son, but I, I'm so I find it so valuable right now.
0: Well, the beautiful thing is, you still could do that with your son.
1: Yeah, You oh, might,
0: might think it's a bit strange, but uh, you know, when my kids come home from college, uh, we're still having a, you know, it's still daddy time and, and little girl time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, we as we, I think the last time we talked, I remember asking you. You know, we were talking about the commitment to be a foster parent, and I, you are such an advocate for it, and. And, um, and I know I remember saying, gosh, you know, I don't think it's something that we can do, but I, you know, after talking to you, I feels like so motivated. And I know you shared things like, you know, you can, you can um, find foster families and you can, you know, you can send, you can create care packages for the kids okay. or a backpack that has socks and things. Right. Um, and listening to your, your Ted talk again, just this, it was, you, you created such an incredible picture, you know, really explaining that many of these kids don't have, things or if they have they've had to leave them if they've been taken out of a dangerous situation their toys are all gone they don't they might not have articles of clothing maybe they've had to become hoarders of food because they're not knowing where their next meal is so there are ways that we can all still support the foster care system even if we aren't able or ready at the moment to actually foster a child what are what are some things that you tell people to motivate them to say here's how you can make a difference
0: you know, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, there, as I said earlier, there's a child in every single community that needs someone to help them. And we all can't be foster parents. It's the hardest thing I've done. The most rewarding thing I've done, but the hardest thing I've done. And I know not everybody can be a foster parent, but everybody can help in some way. And you can buy a backpack filled with hygiene items to give to the child. Uh, you know, my wife is texting me right now as we're having this conversation because we're having a child at our house uh, right now. And the child has nothing. Uh, the, mm-hmm. So I'm probably gonna be going to the, gro- to the, the store and buying some clothes uh, because they come with nothing. But you know, foster parents can get someone to help them out. There, You can, uh, a lot of, lot of churches right now and faith-based organizations are setting up their own foster care ministry, which means they might have a clothes closet for the kids. Oh, um, wow. so you can have, you can give school supplies. During the holiday season, you can adopt the foster family, if you will, and, and help to purchase gifts for these kids. Um, if you are, if you own your own business, you can perhaps uh, employ some of these teens who are in foster care to help them build the skills that they need later on. Those are just uh-huh. a few of the many many ways you can help kids.
1: That's that's incredible. I never even thought of that. I think that's really you know, if you if you've not had, you know, stability as you get older and older, you're you are missing skills and you're missing new opportunities. It must be really hard then, especially as they get close to 18, to right. think okay, what am I going to do now? And how, you know, not only how do I navigate maybe hopefully going to college or a trade school or something, but what if, what if you don't have any of those options, but you do need something to build your resume, that would be, it would be really an, a unique opportunity to give teens an opportunity to interact in a business environment or help some way, see what their options are.
0: And most of them, when they do age out or transition out of foster care, most of them don't have those opportunities. You know, the statistics are grim. You got 50, 55% will drop out of school. 65% are gonna end up homeless. 75% are gonna end up incarcerated. Only 6% are gonna to go to college. Only 2% are gonna graduate with a four year degree. And now during COVID, these kids who are transitioning out of foster care and they have no one and they have to isolate, you know, as self quarantine, whatever it might be, they are all alone no one to care for them, no one to call, no one to call them and say, hey, I love you, you matter. No one to help them teach them how to do cooking skills, uh, cleaning skills, how to get a job application, all that kind of thing. It's a, it's a grim, grim time.
1: So how do we even find out? I mean, that... that- I mean, it just seems like there's such a great opportunity here for, you know, I, as we're talking, I'm thinking, okay, I, I think there's ways that my business can, can interact with some of these, these people, I, you know, there's, there's things I could have them do. There's training yeah. that they can access through my company that. We an intern. Yeah. That wouldn't cost them a dollar, but it would give them also somebody to connect with, but how do we even find out? I mean, how do we reach these, we these, especially at that age when they've aged out of the system and we don't we don't know where they go.
0: Well, I would start first by contacting the local foster care association in your area or your local child welfare agency in your area and say, hey, I'm a business. Uh, I'm interested in helping youth in foster care before they transition out, perhaps interviewing them for a job, maybe giving them a job position or an internship, if you will. Um, Or maybe I could help teach them some skills. Maybe I could be a tutor for them after school. you know, that's that's what first you'd contact your local child welfare agency and say, "I'm help, I'm interested in helping," and they can certainly set you up with somebody in that regard.
1: Excellent. Uh, that's really, I think that's really incredible because that there are really ways that people can help and interact, and it doesn't always mean that you have to do it by bringing that person into your home. But if you bring them into your life in a different way, you are helping them just as much because you're you're giving them some other safety, you know, safety lines and some other connections to the world.
0: Right, right, right. And you know, I often tell people I can't change the world and you can't change the world, but for these kids we're helping, their world has changed. Yeah. That's so important.
1: We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Are you tired of the time and expense of going to the salon for a mani-pedi? If so, Color Street is your answer base color and top coats are blended together in an incredible polish strip that you apply yourself the result a brilliant salon quality manicure in just minutes with no dry time smudges or streaks these strips are 100 percent real nail polish not stickers They're flexible, can be gently stretched for a perfect fit, and last up to 10 days. I've been using them for months now and love the amazing selection of colors and styles, along with the ability to create my own unique manicure by mixing and matching. Shop today and support our sponsor, Betsy Roberts, by ordering at colorstreet.com backslash Backslash party backslash two zero nine five six one one. Again, that's colorstreet.com backslash BH Roberts backslash party backslash two zero nine five six one one or simply click the link in our show notes. Um, you know, this whole month I'm talking to people and asking them the question, you know, how do we how do we really look at love as a competitive advantage. And I, and I mean that professionally, but personally also. And I think that you've, you've given some ideas how you can, you know, just from a loving perspective, you can propel your business by, you know, by helping others or expand. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? What, how do you think that people can really look at and, and should look at love as a way to really give themselves that advantage, something to really harness and, and develop?
0: Well, from a business standpoint, it's just helping others, it's being considered, it's, it's giving of your own business and not always expecting a fee, mm-hmm. you know, not always expecting something in return, if you will. It's just doing a kind deed uh, or helping others in need. Um, but you know, and we, when we do that, we feel better ourselves many times. I spent four summers in Mexico building houses for people who had no homes, who were living in cardboard boxes mm-hmm. uh, and the houses weren't much, um, you know, concrete blocks, no electricity, but they felt so, uh, so, um, they, they felt delighted, you know, there was, they, the world was changed, but to be honest, I received so much more myself by doing that. I have, I have grown so much more as a foster parent. Um, I have learned perhaps the most important thing I can do for somebody is just to show kindness and love. Yeah. And it, it makes me feel better. It's better for all of our mental health. Uh, every child needs to hear every single day. I love you. Mm-hmm. Sadly, there's so many children who don't hear that. And we see what happens when they grow older by just turning on our TV and see what's happening in the streets. Yeah. You know, what's happening in our, our communities, what's happening in our neighborhoods, what's happening in our cities. Um, so, you know, whether you are, have your own business or you don't, the power of love and kindness truly transforms all of us and i think we're forgetting that i think we're forgetting that social media just divides and divides and divides and we're living in a very divisive culture right now in so many different ways whether it's Mm -hmm. political social medical whatever it might be um and 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 that is creating chaos on so many levels um and that's hurting the children yeah well and
1: you're so right i mean just even Um, you know, thinking about how people behave and act when they were talking about, you know, political issues and, you know, the, all the election things, doesn't matter who you voted for. If you're, if you're a person who would get into arguments or rant or rave, um, you know, you post things that are divisive, your kids see that and they feel it, even if they don't, if they're too young to understand it, they can tell when there's tension, that's not good, you know, and that, And that either teaches them that that's how you communicate or it, well, or it makes them fearful or both or all of the above.
0: Right, right. My wife and I have have tried very, very hard during this time of COVID not to live in a world of fear because we didn't want that to translate to our children. Yes. We wanted our children to still have that normal childhood. Uh, And I think we've succeeded in that regard. Um, You know, so when they look back years later They're just going to remember a time of happiness. Their parents were parents. They felt safe. They felt secure. They felt stable. There was consistency there and they were loved and there was no sense of fear. No, because fear empowers fear, fear. Mm -hmm. People embrace that fear sometimes and fear can rule people's lives. And we decided we're not going to let that fear rule our family.
1: Yeah. And you're right. And wouldn't it be wonderful, too, if they look back on this and they go, hey, well, when it was COVID, we had more game nights, you know, (laughs) you know, we had more time to get together as a family and think of the positive end of that. And and it's I I think that's fantastic. It also makes me think, too, you know, we were talking about social media and kind of this evolution of of depression is that you know, even more so that, you know, before COVID, it was still easy to look at your phone and say, oh my gosh, that person has so much of a better life than I do. And now it's like, oh my gosh, now I can't even post my own stuff or I can't even compete at that level. And I barely could compete before the sense of isolation and separateness from what you think is good or happy or doing well has really become distorted. And, you know, and then we're, we're basically, we're moving into survival mode and survival mode just raises our, you know, raises every bad thing within our bodies. And it's really hard to get out of that when you stay in it too long. So I think it's wonderful that you, you know, you take the, even if you may be experiencing fear yourself, the more that we present a calm front to our children, the more that we're teaching them to breathe during, you know, scary times and okay, we're going to get through this together and not have them always in a fight or flight mode
0: right and i like what you said to survive this together instead of divided and and we are divided and and it's hard to come together when there's so much anger hatred mistrust out there yeah Um, again that's where that power of love comes you know and i might say to somebody i you know i disagree with your views on such and such but i sure do love you and that's that's we had that common denominator you know earlier this summer in summer of 2020 my wife and i were um attacked viciously on social media, uh, by a political organization. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's see they said that. We stole children from the real families that we deny them their racial heritage, that we are white savior complex, that we kill babies, send them the human trafficking. It was what? really, yeah, yeah. It was, um, filled with hatred, filled with hatred, uh, both on social media and in person. We also, wow. we, we had a, there was a crowd marching around for for rights and they looked at my three children who I adopted and they said that their lives matter and they looked at my life and said, but my life does not matter. Um, and it really put my children in a tailspin. You know, we had wow. to sit them down and say, you know what? These are people who are, these people are angry because they're filled with sadness. There's something mm-hmm. not right in their life. There's something missing in their life. And so they're attacking other people, trying to make them, trying to make people, other people People feel bad so they can feel better.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's so much in our society. And 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 I for, I'll tell you that to be honest with you, for a few days it really bothered me. I thought, you know, these people are coming after my wife and I. We didn't do anything wrong. We're trying to help others. And right. it's such viciousness. And then I recognize, you know what, I can't let this, I can't let this um I, I can't let them empower me. I can't let this engulf me. I, I mm. am going to rise above this. And yeah. Wow.
1: That that is that is and it, i i like how that you're very realistic about it and you're honest like i it sounds great to say hey i'm not going to let it bother me but those things will bother us but it's when you can get mental control over it and say okay I recognize that, you know, I'm going, I was going down a spiral, but I'm going to pull it back up and I'm going to just try and build some buffers again and right. have some real good, honest conversations. Cause you're right. Anytime somebody's throwing thrown sticks and stones, they usually have something that's broken in their own house first. <laughs> you know, and that's, and
0: that's something to remember too. I like how you said sticks and stones. There's that old saying, I tell my kids all the time. There's a saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me as a lie.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a complete a lie. lie.
0: And that's why as a foster parent, as an adoptive parent, as a parent, Mm -hmm. uh, I recognize the power of words. We can use words to build up or we can use words to tear down. Mm -hmm. And in our house, if you have, you know, the old adage, you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Well, that's so true. That is so true. Yet So many forget that we use our words to build all the children up in our home. And listen, there've been some kids in our home who have come from such environments of neglect, you just can't imagine. Uh, and they've never had a kind word said to them. And some of these kids have so many barriers in front of them, so many walls they place in front of them to protect themselves, that they don't know how to show any kindness towards my wife and I, right.
1: uh, because it's a
0: defense mechanism, because they can't trust, they can't trust. Um, and, you know, we're going to love them unconditionally regardless. Yeah, you know, we're still going to be we we look for Kind words to say to them every single day, and it might be something as small as, "Hey, thank you so much for helping with the dishes. I really appreciate that. You are the best dishwasher person ever." Or, you know yes. what? Look at you fed the dog today, and the dog loves you. Look how excited the dog is to see you. Would you please feed the dog every day because you do it better than anybody else? He loves you more than me. You know.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, give them a
0: glimmer of hope for these kids. You know? Yeah.
1: Kind well, is, and it's I mean, kind of has gone
0: hard. out of fashion, but it's so important. Well,
1: and if you've had um, if you've had years of only hearing bad and mean, right. it's right. going to take a long time of hearing good and positive right. to even turn the tide on that. But you can't let that stop. So I love I love that approach. I think it's really it's really important. And frankly, it's a good reminder to us all, no matter whether you're dealing with foster children or a cranky coworker or <laughs> a, an annoying you know relative. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, right.
1: right. Love will conquer all. Crazy <laughs> everybody's got one yeah (laughs) well john i know we um i you your message and your mission is really i always uh value it and i'm glad that you've shared some some different thoughts with us today we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes but in case somebody wants to find you now and learn more about what you do what's the best way for them to reach you
0: oh just just search for dr john DeGarmo, foster care expert uh facebook the foster care institute online twitter linkedin youtube it's all there Yeah.
1: And I do, I, I'm not kidding you. When we're done, I'm going to finish watching the, the, uh, the Ted talk because I need to know how that happened, how it ends. I may not get the ending I want, but I need to know how it goes. (laughs) So before we leave, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
0: You know, I, what I said earlier, uh, I'm going to repeat it again. Uh, I can't change the world and you can not change the world, but when we show kindness to others, we show love to others their world has changed, maybe just for the day, maybe forever, we don't see that. You know, I, I often know that as a gardener, I'm a gardener at heart, I love to garden. During COVID, boy, I got so much done in my garden. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I recognize that the first year when I plant a seed, it sleeps, the second year it creeps, the third year it leaps. That's what happens when we continue to show love to these kids and kindness these children in our homes. We might not see it sprout or bloom into something more beautiful, but it will. And the same thing with our coworkers and our, and our crazy relatives, you know, that kindness day after day, after day will transform a person. We might not see it, but it happens.
1: I love it. And, and that's just such a good reminder too. You may not see it. So don't, don't expect that even the kindness that you're showing to, you know, your foster child who has had years and years of, of horror, you know, you may not be the one to see it when they have finally embraced some of that love, but you've planted a seed there.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm going to share it real so fast. Um, two of the three have adopted third generation foster. I made sure this last time their mother was, was, uh, was a victim of human trafficking by age nine. Uh, and she has so much anxiety in her life. She's never received the therapy, the counseling, the help that she needed. So many, of the kids have come into my home. Their parents are that way. So when we encounter somebody at the grocery store, at the gas station, at the restaurant, who is snarky, who is negative, who is harsh, who is mean-spirited. We have to remind ourselves, you know what? They're probably hurting down inside. They're mm-hmm. probably hurting and they never got the help that they needed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when we can recognize that, it allows us not only to you know, maybe understand them better, but buffer ourselves and not be so offended or hurt by what others may do or say around us. John, thank you so much. I completely value uh, having you as a contact. I know you are, you are doing amazing things. So thank you for your continued great work. And I look forward to staying in touch.
0: Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology while the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success make sure to check out our shock your potential app on demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career and as always don't forget to subscribe rate and like us today.